goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP season. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Caught in the end zone! Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! Back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. Kelsey, good night, touchdown, Chiefs win it. Alright, what is going on everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to another episode of the Triple Option Podcast. We are going to be previewing week 16 today, as well as filling out our Pro Bowl ballot uh, for the 2023 Pro Bowl. What's going on, Tom? What's going on, Dom? How are we doing on this Thursday night? What's up, guys? So we're recording this. Uh, fantasy semifinals matchups get about to start up in, in about 40 minutes. I know. So I'm, I'm playing Tom in our semifinals. Uh, you had a big week last week. But and you do you have anybody that's hurt from last week that's not playing this week? Keenan Allen and Neil Collins. I mean, Neil Collins probably isn't gonna play, but if he does, I don't know if I want to start him. But I don't think I have anybody that's going tonight anyway. Nate, you? dude, you have, you have Puka, Williams. You have Puka and Cup. No, I meant like guys that weren't in my lineup last week. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So my my dream is that Kyron outscores Puka and Cup combined. But What's What's the current projection and vibes? Like, who's supposed to win? I You're think supposed to be by a little bit. me, uh, Tom doesn't have a defense in right now or a kicker, and I'm projected, mm. I think, by 20 with his no kicker in okay. there. Um, so it's going to be like probably like nine. Like yeah. Like projected in our league. Yeah, yeah, you're missing a defense, um, which could get you like up to like 11 or 12. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. If Bijan gets a point four. and Trey McBride, man, just continues it, uh, I'm screwed. I'm cooked. Uh, I had a buy, so we'll see. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure something will go on. But yeah, my my dream is that Kyron Williams gets three touchdowns tonight, and uh, Matthew Stafford pulls a Josh Allen from last week and then only throws the ball 15 times. Uh, we'll do a quick because we're recording this pretty much 45 minutes before, or about a half an hour now before the Saints Rams game. Who do we like tonight? Um, I wonder. I feel like we all may like the Rams, but Tom may be still dying on that Saints Hill. He's gotta. It's a big oh, big up. week. What? Okay. I mean, they're your preseason pick. They may be the team you're you're like clinging towards. You're, Are you so picking you like the, the Panthers over the Packers this week? No, that's already dead, dude. Well, oh, it's not okay. even like the, It's not even like it's a Rams home game. There might be more Saints fans there. I feel like New Orleans fans travel well. To answer your question, no, I am picking the Rams. Dom, you you're a Rams guy as well tonight. Yeah, that's why I'm taking the Saints. There's too there's too many people talking about the Rams. I hate the Saints with every part of my body but they're gonna find a way to win tonight i don't know how it's gonna happen but the fact that everybody is just crowning the rams as it like this super team for a wild card spot i don't know i feel like the saints will just pull out a win thursday night football gets weird yeah I, I don't know i like the rams in this one i don't see a way they lose this game unless Derek Carr actually plays well but we have not seen that at all this season i mean i completely agree with you like for those reasons but somehow the saints are gonna win this game. i think it was uh <laughs> i feel like it was stafford uh since he's came back from that injury he's been like statistically the best quarterback in they've football. been great yeah. yeah so i don't know um we'll, we'll see uh the rams are four point favorites so we're you're gonna take the saints dom if we ever come back to this 
Yeah, we can. I'm f- I'll, I'll own up to it. I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, so the first game we'll talk about, Saturday game. Uh, they're playing on Saturday two straight weeks, the Bengals and the Steelers. Uh, Bengals won last Saturday. Steelers lost last Saturday. 8-6 Bengals going to Acrisure Stadium to take on the 7-7 Steelers. Basically, win or go home for the Steelers this season. They lose. They're out of playoff contention. They need a win to stay alive, and they are turning to Mason Rudolph. Kenny Pickett was ruled out, so Trubisky will be the backup. Jamar Chase is out in this game. The Bengals are three-point favorites on the road. I'll throw it to you, Tom. Who do you like between these two AFC North teams? Uh, I like the Bengals. I think that we talked about, I think, right when Kenny Pickett got hurt, that the downgrade from Kenny to Mitch Trubisky was not, like, crazy. Mitch Trubisky was awful last week. And I think now that he was so bad, they have to go to Mason Rudolph. And we've seen Mason Rudolph a lot. Not good. Um, the, the total is 37. So that means they're expecting both teams to obviously score less than 20 points. And I think Jake Browning's been leading this team fine for the Bengals. Jamar Chase is out, but I feel like that tends to get a bit like overemphasized when calculating a spread. Like a wide receiver being out. The game plan, maybe T. Higgins will wind up actually living up to his uh, his name or his draft status or recent statistics from recent years, but I'm going to pick the Bengals and uh, with the running duo too with Chase Brown and Joe Mixon. I think they have looked really good as of late and Joe Mixon is great in the red zone and Chase Brown has been super explosive um, from in between the 20s. Yeah, I haven't looked um, to see his cap hit, but is there a chance like Mixon isn't on this Bengals team next year? Yeah. yeah. It's a very big wow. chance the Bengals team next year. That's crazy. Um, and Mixon's not been like terrible he, this year, but obviously if he's making like any bit of money, which he is, they don't probably want to. I'm bring pretty him back. sure he took a um, a pay cut at the beginning of this year just to stay on the team because he mm-hmm. knew he'd get less money in free agency. Damn. So he's already like kind of knows it's almost over. Yeah, and it's crazy because like once a team gets a rookie running back that just looks halfway decent, like yeah. that veteran running back's gone. Um, I also like the Bengals in this game. Uh, I mean, I don't think Mason Rudolph's going to be that much better than Mitch Trubisky if he's even better than him. Uh, the Steelers' defense is banged up, uh, and their offense just doesn't seem to have any chemistry right now. So all momentum is pointing towards the Bengals. Maybe that means the Steelers end up winning this game. But yeah, I'm going to take Cincy as well. Um, and hopefully this is maybe the dawn of a new era in Pittsburgh. Dom, do we have a clean sweep for the Bengals, or do you like the Steelers to pull off the upset? If this game was in, say, week six or seven, I'd be all over the Steelers here. But I do think the Steelers have quit. Like, four four weeks ago, the Steelers beat the Bengals 16-10. Um, it was Browning's first game, I believe, and it was the first game without Matt Canada. So everything went right for the Steelers in that instance. Since then, they've lost three in a row. The Bengals have won three in a row. And this is the perfect time for, like, just a NFL, like, script flip where the Steelers somehow win this game. But after watching them last week, they have fully quit. George Pickens does not want to do anything whatsoever. Um, And the fact that it's Mason Rudolph, I can't put my trust in him. I I saw a stat that Jake Browning is like top five in QBR since like taking over or something like that. Mm -hmm. Someone might have to check the accuracy. I don't know how truthful that is, but I kind of believe it because he has been playing pretty well. I'll take the Bengals on the road here, but I'm expecting a close game. I mean, when when this whole division plays, it's always closer than you think it's going to be, so... Taking the Bengals would not be shocked if the Steelers somehow pulled out a win, but not super confident in that. So we got the clean sweep for the Bengals here and the Steelers season pretty much over. They're officially eliminated, or would they still be technically alive if they lose? I think based on tiebreakers, because they'd be two games back with two to go, or they'd still be just possibly one back of the last spot. Yeah, they so probably need like the ties to go their way or something. Yeah, 
Yeah, it'd be a mess. So they're pretty much cooked if they lose. So it's winner go home. Um, and we'll see how Tomlin responds. Uh, next up, we'll talk about two teams that also played last Saturday. They're playing Sunday this week, a NFC North division matchup. The Detroit Lions going to Minnesota, taking on the Minnesota Vikings. The Lions are three-point favorites on the road here. Nick Mullins looked semi-decent as a backup quarterback last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is pretty much a big week for Minnesota. If they want to stay alive, they will still stay alive if they lose this game. But um, obviously, they can control their own destiny if they win. And the Lions are 10-4. and four. They, It's probably very tough for them to end up getting the one seed. They would need uh, San Francisco to lose some games. But it's still a possibility. So they're obviously still trying to get that one seed in the NFC. I'll throw to you, uh, Dom, first. Who do you like in this game between these two NFC North teams? The fact that the spread is only three kind of concerns me a little bit. Like, I guess it does make sense that the Lions are the road team here. But... I don't have too much faith in the Vikings when they have to play a team that we do think is superior. Like They have not looked uh, really great the past few weeks. They shut out the Raiders, which wasn't too impressive. They went to overtime with the Bengals, which I don't know how you really look at that. They've also lost to the Bears without giving up a touchdown. Like I think they've been playing all right, but the fact that if the Lions are one of the top teams, they have to win this game. I'll take the Lions on the road here. They looked great last weekend. If they can get another complete game and start really building momentum for the playoffs then i will start to fully buy into the lions so i'm hoping that they can play a great game again from start to finish so give me detroit here um and this vikings uh offense though is kind of coming into like form if like moments could be halfway decent like they got jefferson back still have jordan addison ty chandler looks probably as their best running back they've had all year like this vikings offense isn't bad um and it could, yeah, it could go either way. Um, I like Detroit as well to win this game on the road. Uh, I feel like I've been back and forth with Detroit all season, but I think this will be another statement win for them, at least winning on the road. And they want more of those uh, with momentum going into the playoffs. Tom, who do you like in this game? Um, I do. I like the Lions, but I don't know. The Vikings kind of are coming back into their own a bit now. Jefferson's back. Addison seems to be picking up a bit now that Dom's favorite quarterback is on the bench. Um, Ty Chandler looks better than Madison or um, Cam Akers did for that short set of time. I think I kind of like the Vikings this week, but I'm going to go with the Lions, who I think are the better team. And although they are on the road, they are playing in a dome, so that's still helps out the uh the Lions safe because Jared Goff is is an extremely um evidently a a, a dome quarterback so I'm gonna go with the Lions here to pick up the one on the road it's uh, funny how we all mentioned the running backs like Madison Ty Chandler like Dalvin Cook was on this team last year like he has really just completely fallen off on the Jets like it's kind of crazy yeah. to see like the Vikings knew exactly when the time was right to move on so credit to them there yeah, for, for sure. Uh, this just happens with running backs. And uh, like speaking of running backs, like Jameer Gibbs really coming into his own as well. Um, and this running game, like fully healthy with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs is definitely really scary. Uh, next game we'll talk about that has pretty big playoff implications. The Cleveland Browns going to Houston to take on the Houston Texans at NRG Stadium. The Browns are two and a half point favorites in this game on the road. This is going to be a Joe Flacco versus most likely Davis Mills game. Uh, I'm just going to quickly or, check how much you is guys Case know. Keenum playing oh, again? Oh, Case Keenum, excuse just... me. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I said Davis Mills. I was actually... Um, looking at something today, and I think he led the league in interceptions last year. And I was like, I believe it. Yeah, I was like, who was the interception leader last year? And it was like a Texans logo. And I was like, who was their quarterback? But it was Mills, and that's why he was stuck in my head. Um, but yeah, it looks like um, it's going to be Case Keenum once again. So two veteran quarterbacks here, 
And it's kind of crazy that Case Keenum, like I honestly didn't know he was the backup in Houston and he's still around just because of that 20, what was that, 18 run with him in Minnesota. He was like their third quarterback. The, no, I think it was 2016 or 17. That was that, the, the Minneapolis miracle year, right? Yeah, yeah. That was when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I believe. So it was 2017. It was 2018. No, it was 2018. We were in college. Yeah, yeah. That was our freshman year. So, no, it was 2017 season. The Super Bowl was in yes, 2018. Yes, yes, yep, yep, yes. Yep. Um, who was the who were the two quarterbacks ahead of him? Was it Bridgewater and Bradford? Yeah. Because I remember he was a third stringer, and it was like, whoa. And he was actually like kind of decent for them. Yeah, I guess Bradford was. Like, I think because they drafted Teddy. Or did they draft? I feel, like well, they drafted Teddy. I feel like it was Bradford that was on that team. Um, I just I just remember that graphic. It was Nick Foles, Case Keenum, Tom Brady, and Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> absurd, man. Absurd. Um, I'm trying to even think. Like, I guess that Vikings team, which yeah, just like digs and Thielen yeah. offensively. Teddy, Teddy, Bradford, and and uh, and wow. Keenum with three quarterbacks. Oh, dude, that's funny. Because like Bradford and Teddy, I feel like we're so much like they just got hurt too much, but they were both so accurate. Um, and I'm like, all right, like just one more year, they're gonna be a starter. They're gonna be a starter, and then they never were. Um, the defense was elite. I'm looking now. They had five Pro Bowlers and two All Pros. Well, three Pro Bowlers and two both. Was that like Linval Joseph, Everson Griffin, two yeah, Pro Bowlers, Everson Griffin, Anthony really Barr for the right linebacker, Harrison and Smith, Jets uh, legend Rhodes and Harrison Smith both locking down All Pros in the secondary. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Keenum, big game here for the Texans. Uh, I'll go first. I like the Browns to win this one on the road. I mean, their defense is still playing so well. Miles Garrett. I mean, like they've had so many injuries though. And this team is still staying afloat. Like they have that much depth defensively. Flacco looks like their best quarterback all season long. Uh, I think it's not going to be pretty again like it was last week against Chicago. But I think they do win on the road here against Houston, who's also banged up as well. I'll throw to you, Tom. Who do you like between these two teams? Yeah, give me the give me the Browns. I think the Texans with their third string quarterback. I, I don't think the Case Keenum magic is there like it was in 2017, like we just discussed. Um, Nico Collins is banged up. Tank Dell's out for the year. So uh, I do think that the Texans' weapons and offensive scheme is going to be a bit flawed uh, or, I guess, restricted. So give me the Browns. Flyho seems to get the job done somehow at age 40. Dom, do we have a clean sweep here? I have no real feel on this game i have no rhyme or reason for this i'm gonna hope that D'Amico ryans gets his team ready to play make a little bit of a playoff push i'll take the texans here at home in a small upset it looks like they're two and a half point underdog so mm-hmm. i'll take the texans at home again like i said i have no real rhyme or reason but part of me just doesn't believe joe flacco can win every single week so <laughs> i'll take i'll take the texans and case keenum who i guess maybe he can win every week so we'll see for real. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't want to talk about... Did it cross your mind talking about the Jacksonville-Tampa game? Little Florida rivalry here? Cross um, That was cross probably state. like the sixth game. That probably would have been like the sixth game that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, it is surprising though. Like, I mean, if we can just talk about it briefly since we're here. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Bucks are favorites against the Jaguars. Imagine saying that to somebody three weeks ago. Like the Jaguars well, have Lawrence really... might not play. So just that's a... That's... He He's might not? Yeah, it's questionable. And, like, he, he hasn't practiced yet. And, like, by Thursday, usually it's, like, an indicator that they are just going to be tough on the play if they don't practice at, at, by Friday at the, at the very least. But Thursday still so, is making I actually didn't away. know that. So that uh, yeah, that makes that sense. makes me feel better about not suggesting this game because it would be <laughs> potentially a C.J. Beathard game. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if, if Beathard's playing, I guess I'll take the Bucks in this one. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much easy. I think I'm going to take Jacksonville if Lawrence plays, and I'm going to take Tampa if Beathard plays. Yeah, clean sweep. Um, did you guys see that Michael Pittman might play this Sunday? Yeah. 
How? Well, Dude, we gotta throw the, we gotta him. like overhaul the uh, concussion protocol because how is that man playing a week after that? Hey, tell that tell that to TJ Watts. <laughs> Uh, yeah dude he probably played concussed last weekend as well um so we'll hop into so yeah i guess we all pretty much had the same kind of like um uh prediction there so this could be game of the week could be game of the year who knows i feel like we've been saying that a lot lately <laughs> um we actually have two potential game of the years this week if they live up to their uh their hype this year but we have the dallas cowboys going on the road to miami uh, it was a letdown for Dallas last week. Um, it was a blow win for Miami last week. So completely different one-week turnarounds for them. Uh, it's a 4 o'clock game in Miami. Miami's a one-point favorite at home. It's a big week. It's a big week. Tyreek Hill is still questionable in this one. Uh, like I said, yeah, the Cowboys got blown out in Buffalo last week. They're going to be going to much sunnier and better weather here. I'll throw it to Dom first. Who do you like between these two teams? It's essentially a pick em, but um, Miami's slightly favored. Yeah, so before I go, uh, I have to ask Tom. He's usually up to date with the injuries. What's the Dolphins' offensive line look like? I know two days ago, not a single one of them practiced. Do you know anything besides that? Um, I saw that the injury report. I didn't see anything specific on them. All right, yeah, so we have Armstead limited, so he's going to play. Um, Robert Hunt, DMP. Uh, Austin Jackson, DMP. Um, Eichenberg, limited. Okay. Um... Okay, so Armstead's gonna play, and I and I think Eichenberg's gonna play. Oh, it's not, it's only but, like half. <laughs> and then they're already down their center for the year, so yeah, that's I saw another that. One. I know that their backup a backup guard seems to practice in full, so they're probably gonna be down a lineman or two. Because that that does concern me going up against Micah Parsons, and you have to have backups because. The one thing I've noticed about the Cowboys, they'll line up Micah wherever they can get the mismatch, whether it's inside or outside. They don't care where he plays. They just try to find the weakest link and say, go attack him, get the quarterback. Um, I kind of hate this pick, but I think I will take the Cowboys on the road just because of all the Dolphins' injuries. Like, if, if Tyreek Hill doesn't play, obviously the offense was phenomenal last week, but if Tyreek Hill doesn't play, I think the Cowboys and focus on Waddle and kind of limit him a little bit. If the O-line's banged up, I think Micah and the rest of them will kind of have a good day, and you can't expect Dak to have that performance two straight weeks. So I'm going to take the Cowboys in, um, again, another slight upset, but I just can't look past these Dolphins injuries right now. Tom, what do you yeah. got for this game? I, I think I, I kind of have to go the same way because I'm looking at the, at the Cowboys injury report too now, and like they haven't even logged their injury report today based on like on the website. And, like, nobody, like, Zach Martin didn't practice, but, like, that was Wednesday. He's probably going to play. Um, and then same with Tyron Smith. But these are veterans, so they might just be getting veteran rest days. Like, it literally says rest for Stephon Gilmore and rest for mm-hmm. uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Like, Dallas is just cautious, I guess, with their guys. So, I think, and we've seen the Dolphins, like, well, to at least struggle when there is extreme pass rush in his face and... McDaniel could probably draw up some good plays, so I do trust him to still score points, but I think Dallas probably is the better team on paper for sure going into this matchup, especially based on the injuries. So I'm going to take Dallas for a little bounce back game. Yeah, um, to kind of figure out my decision, I was looking at just like the Dolphins basically schedule this season. Their best win this year, I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. this is the only team above 500 at this moment because they're at 500 that they've beaten this year is the denver broncos and that team looks so much different now but like you look at all their wins chargers pats broncos giants panthers pats raiders 
Jets, Commanders, Jets. They Those teams have not aged well at all. Um, so yeah. their previous schedule does not look that impressive. And their losses have been to Tennessee by one point. Um, they lost to the Chiefs in Europe or in Germany. And then they were, well, in Europe, yeah. And then they lost to the Eagles in Philly, Bills in Buffalo. So the one thing you could say um, to counteract that point is the Dolphins haven't had really a tough test at home yet. So maybe they're just going to be better at home, but I don't know. Uh, their losses are to good teams and their wins are to bad teams. So I'm just going to follow that trend and I'm also going to take Dallas in this one. Uh, so we have a I clean sweep that. here. Well, with the that. spin zone, um, Miami has the lowest strength of victory of any playoff team. I'm looking at the standings right now. Dallas has the second lowest. I was going to say, so, oh, maybe this is the fraud bowl. Maybe this it is, is the fraud 100%, bowl. 100%. 100% is the <laughs> because fraud Dallas, bowl. Because uh, Miami, strength of schedule 393 and strength of victory 321. Ew. Um, Dallas strength of schedule at least is 434, which now I'm looking is the second lowest of any playoff team. So no, um, Dallas and Miami had the second at the lowest and the second lowest strength of victory and strength of schedule in the playoff picture. So four bowl. Yeah, basically. Um, and yeah, like the Dolphins have been banged up for sure. So pretty much every other team, but, uh, they've definitely had some injuries for sure. Um, Dom, do you have another point before we move on to this game? I was just going to say, I hope this game is at least entertaining because we've had a few games now mm-hmm. where I think it's mainly with the Cowboys where we expect it to be entertaining and they Dolphins either too. blow out a team or get blown out. Yeah, same thing with the Dolphins. The so Chiefs and the I'm hoping it's just like a close game. Of the game. Year, but they were awful games. Yeah, so I'm hoping it's just entertaining at least. Yeah, I agree. Um, so this is part one of potential game of the years this Sunday. Um, and then we go to Monday where there's three games on Monday this year on Christmas uh, where you have the Raiders Chiefs might be a stinker we have the giants eagles may also be a stinker be both a stinker. of those are double digit uh <laughs> spreads um but we do have an elite christmas night game uh we have the baltimore ravens going to the san francisco 49ers both teams are 11 and 3 the niners are a whopping five point favorites in this one though so a decent spread there top team in the afc top team in the nfc um this far into the season is a pretty dope matchup shout out to the schedule makers for this one they kind of cooked here i i just don't see anybody like i I don't know, man. San Fran has been such, like, on a tear as of late. And basically since that rough patch that they had in, what was that, like, October when they had the loss against mm-hmm. the Browns and then they lost to the Vikings, um, they basically been cooking since. They haven't lost since that uh, three-game losing streak. And they beat some pretty um, impressive opponents. So I do like San Fran to win this game at home. I think that does help. And I think Brock Purdy is going to solidify his MVP case uh, Monday night. I'll throw to you next, Tom. Before I make a pick, if the Ravens win this game... Does Lamar Jackson then become the MVP favorite? I think stat head to head win against Purdy, and they would have the best record in the NFL. It I depends what his stat line is. Definitely depends what his okay. stat line is. Definitely depends what, he, what like, Purdy he does. does. It's it's a nice little like around two hundred yards passing with like a, with a passing touchdown and, and like you know seventy five yards rushing with a rushing touchdown and like they win. You know, it's like it's good, line. but it's Dude. not like you know it, it, it's twenty five fantasy points. I think what could come out of this if like Lamar does that and Purdy has like an average game and the Niners lose. Dude, if Mahomes balls out against the Raiders or Josh Allen balls out, like mm. I think we're going to see some Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes momentum more than Lamar, in my opinion. Because I just don't think Lamar's stats are that good this year. Like enough to I think MVP. we'll see more Josh Allen than anything. I think people, just because of the Bills' resurgence, I think people are kind of yeah, starting the way to think like now, he so. could win it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he, and like, the end, like, I guess maybe the NFL, whoever, Vegas, whoever, they, they want to give him an MVP because he's, he's at the top of the voting odds every single year for the last like three years. So. Um, but I think I am going to take the 49ers here regardless. I'm just saying a what if, but San Francisco, 
they haven't lost since that three-game skid when Purdy had a concussion and Debo was hurt. I think it was his abdomen or his eye. Uh, Ayuk was hurt. McCaffrey had the oblique. They were losing. This team is a juggernaut. It's it's like it it's it's ridiculous how good they are. Um, they beat everybody with ease. They've they've been played a close game since like October. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the the 49ers here. The Ravens, a big strength of why they're this good is the defense. Lamar doesn't have to put up these crazy stat lines like he did in 2019. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna go with the 49ers. Okay. Yeah, and I think also yeah. just before Dom you go, like I feel like if Dak or maybe even Tua, like somebody balls out at four o'clock on on Sunday, they can also get some momentum for the MVP award as well in that game. Um, depending on quarterbacks. But uh do we have another clean sweep here? Yeah, so before I even give my pick, I just want to say like this weekend is gonna be phenomenal because Sunday, Christmas Eve, you get red zone, it's great. And then Christmas Day we get these three games. And I have to ask you, since you're obviously known for NBA, does it annoy you that the NFL is trying to take over Christmas when it's the NBAs? Or is it just the fact that it's a Monday, like when Christmas is on either a Saturday, a Sunday, or Monday, the NFL just kind of takes it over a little bit? Yeah, I want, yeah, like I doubt, like they're not going to have Christmas games next year on a Tuesday. So mm-hmm. I'm honestly all for it. Like I'm not going to probably watch like these games as much, like closely the first two games, but I'm definitely going to be watching Ravens Niners. Um, That'll be kind of going alongside with like 76ers Heat, which on paper is probably one of the least interesting matchups on Christmas. Like obviously we got our Knicks at noon um, and then like Warriors Nuggets should be good. Celtics Lakers is a big game at five. And then like even the Mavericks Sun should be entertaining at 1030. So it's actually perfect because like I'm least interested yeah. to watch the foul merchant and bead go to Miami. <laughs> and I can I can watch the Niners Ravens game, so I actually am very happy with the schedule. And just like you said, like red zone on Christmas Eve on Sunday, so elite, so elite. And I'm um, pretty sure last year, so Christmas last year was a Sunday, Christmas Eve was a Saturday. I think they had everyone play Saturday, but then on Sunday for Christmas, they just took all the NBA markets and had them play on Sunday. If you remember, like I remember the Broncos and the Rams played, because I think the Nuggets and Lakers were playing, so they were like, oh, we're just gonna take those viewers. And the Dolphins played, I think, the Packers. So they were just taking the Heat wow. viewers. Dude, like they, yeah, they that was the Tua injury game. Yeah, was it? No, that I was really. Oh, well, maybe, maybe. No, no, I think he, second I think he got hurt game, in yeah. that game. But they didn't yeah. say until after that he was concussed through it. Yeah. Like, I remember last year the Dude, NFL was, was like, oh, I we forgot see about your, that completely. We see your schedule. We're just going to take your markets and put it on <laughs> the same day. I remember that. So I don't, I don't know the NBA schedule this year. I don't know how it lines up with the games this year. But, um... Do, if, do the Warriors play on Christmas this year? Because that's yeah, San Fran. Yeah, but they usually do. It's I mean, it's only the big markets for the NBA. So basically, if a big market NFL team is playing, like, then I'll co- yeah. correlate with an NBA team. So to just bring that all back in, yeah, 49ers juggernaut. They're going to win. They're going to cover. I'm not too concerned. I think this team, I, they're my Super Bowl favorite. They've been it since the beginning of the year. I think they just keep on rolling. So basically, in all our picks, we all picked the same thing besides the Cleveland-Houston game where Dom took Houston. So did you see, guys, Good. how little parody we get when I don't want to take underdogs? Now I'm scared oh, well, to do it after last week. We did. Well, we all took the Cowboys who were technically underdogs. So I guess like, True. yeah, that's yeah. there. That is that Tom's upset pick. Tom's gonna work out the Cowboys as his upset pick. Um. All right. Who do you have as your upset pick, Dom, this week? Yeah. So before I start. Like the Giants, I mean, they're 14-point dogs. That would be so tempting. Tommy DeVito could maybe just shock the world on Christmas. Um, I'm done with Tommy DeVito. <laughs> but um, Boston Scott is plus, like, 200 to score a touchdown this week. When every other week he's, Crazy. like, plus, like, 1,000 or something. Like, he's so bet down because he just beats up on the Giants. I think that's hysterical. Um, For my actual upset pick, there's really not, like, too many games that kind of fit 
like the rules we kind of follow. So I think I, I think I kind of have to take my Cardinals here. They're plus four going to Chicago. I don't think Chicago is really um, superior by any means. So I'm gonna see if the Cardinals can get the upset. I think the last time they played in Chicago. I want to say Andy Dalton was the Bears starter, and I remember Kyler had a good game and they won. So I'm going to hope that history repeats itself here and Kyler has another great game in Chicago. Dude, I hope so. I got him in fantasy in a matchup that I'm going to Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. So, I, dude, I would love that. Uh, Tom, who's your underdog pick? I was the, between two teams. The Cardinals, and ba- the Cardinals was one of them. Um, I'm going to take the Commanders over the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson is still in concussion protocol, so he's still up in the air to play, and that means Tim Boyle or Simeon, right? So, um, I'm going to just take the team. Oh, their defense is bad. They have been proven to score points in the past, and maybe they can overcome the Jets' very good defense because they just need the slightest bit of defense on their own end to beat the Jets' offense. So, Uh, it could just be a game where you don't need many points and the commanders could come away with a win here. This might be one of the worst games at MetLife all year. Um, Matt, when you went to the... Patriots and Giants game, and you spent a pretty good amount on your ticket, right? For like yeah, it was like one game. ten a ticket. All right, well you can you can now see the Commanders and Jets, who are both in the bottom seven of the league. I think you can see them for eight dollars this weekend. So that's it just repulsive. It's it's just not going to be great. I'm pretty sure the stat. I think Tom mentioned it. It's the 32nd ranked offense versus the 32nd ranked Rank defense. defense. So, uh, something's something, got to give. Something's got to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um. I kind of wish I went second. I was going to take the Commanders, but... Um, in... Double up, double up. No, I... All right. I don't want to double up. Um, I was looking at the Panthers as well. I'm not going to take them. I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to maybe pull a Tom this week and take a small spread. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts Ooh. to win on the road in Atlanta. Two and a half point underdogs. I've been, uh, should... I don't pick two and a half points. I pick I pick three points. Why? Why are the Colts underdogs? I think like, it's just like a road game. Pittman might be out. I'm like, I feel like they're due. I mean, also, they're on their third string running back right now. Like, Mason's playing. Yeah, but they're, like, good. <laughs> I know. I know. I agree. I don't no, know why. Jonathan Taylor's going to play this week. What? Jonathan Taylor's going to play? Oh, okay. So, he might, yeah. He did I, see he's practicing full two days ago. That was my two and a half. I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't think the Colts are, like, a 10-7 and seven team this year, but they may be. So, um, well, I, I'm looking at Taylor. He's practicing full two days in a row, so that might mean he's playing, but I might not. So don't call me on it. But I think it's yeah. looking like he might play. Yeah, I was. Yeah, so like I, I like the Commanders, but I'll I'll stick with the Colts here to win on the road. Um, Shane Steichen maybe is going to make a case for Coach of the Year. So now you guys want to get into our Pro Bowl voting? Um, we could figure that out. Yeah, let's run it. Yeah, let's All do right. it. All right. So, uh, for the Pro Bowls, um. Dom, you were doing this before. It's not like you can you have to take three NFC quarterbacks, three AFC no, quarterbacks. No, you it, they oh, just wow. give you six votes total. I don't know if you want to do the full six and obviously we can skip O-line just because I don't think we're too knowledgeable on like the yeah, yeah, yeah. that. All right, we'll but do you we'll do like two? Yeah. Okay. We can each pick two. Yeah. We'll, we'll snake it. We'll snake it. Um Damn, so whoever has the last pick is really going to have to make a tough decision, though, because I feel like there's seven quarterbacks that are, like, a clear top seven this year because um, Stroud being hurt kind of hurts a little bit. But uh, I'll throw – Tom, you can go first. Dom, you go second. I'll give two, and then Dom and then Tom, you'll finish it off. Give me the MVP favor. Give me Brock Purdy. All right, so Brock Purdy, first quarterback. Dom, who do we like here? Uh, I mean, I got to take my boy, too. I think he's yeah, had a I, good I season. I think I mean he also he's second in passer rating so I feel like he's deserving of it so I'll go with him there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So I mean Brock, Pur- it's tough. Like Brock Purdy, 
Tua. I mean, Mahomes is going to be in. I mean, not maybe the flashiest Mahomes season ever, but he's going to get in. That'll be easy. And I'll also take, I'll take Josh Allen as well. Um, so basically, we got Josh Allen, Tua, Mahomes, Purdy. Um, two more spots open. Dom, you're up next. I have my eye on. Oh, this is weird because we just said like Lamar could win MVP, and we just know, said right? Dak could maybe win MVP, and yet. I think there's other guys that actually might be more deserving You're than them, hurt, which is kind Stroud. of crazy. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take. I think Dak's got to make it this year. He's having the best year he's really ever had. I think he has to make the Pro Bowl, so I'll take him fifth year. I'm very interested to see who Tom takes at six because I think there's a few guys still left. I did not want this last pick, so sorry, yeah, Tom. See, the, see there's this. there's three guys. There's Hurts, there's Lamar, and there's Stroud. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we can eliminate Stroud. Yeah, I, I guess because like Stroud, Stroud hasn't I mean, played. I want to put Stroud because he's like just maybe just a little different, like a rookie on a smaller market team. But I think I, I I said in my head, I said no matter if Lamar is there at the six pick, I'm taking Lamar. I want Lamar in the Pro Bowl. Um, give me Lamar. Wow, and no hurts. Hurts Her- will probably get in over Lamar in real life, but um, I would use my vote on Lamar plus. Being a giant fan, that, okay. Well, uh, I'd be a little more reluctant to vote for Hurts. Pro Bowl's a popularity thing. Do we think Brock Purdy will make it to the Pro Bowl? Yeah, he yes, will. he's the leading. He's like leading in votes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wow, he's that like I guess Northern California, but damn, that's crazy. Um, I wonder who does get snubbed. So we'll move on to running back now, where we do have six. Uh, do you guys want to keep the same order, or do you want to switch? No, them up? don't give me the last pick again. What did you we'll say? Yeah, you don't want last pick. All right, no, um, I can go. go yeah. Now. I can go first, then if you want to just move up one spot each time. Okay, I'll go second. Dom, um, uh, make the hardest pick ever. Yeah, so um, this might annoy Rashad Mendenhall, but I'm taking Christian McCaffrey, the first <laughs> pick here. Um. Okay, McCaffrey goes one. Um. Ooh, who do I want to even give the second nod to? You know what? I'm giving I'm giving it to my dog, my fantasy RB1, because Bijan has been disappointing this year. Kyron Williams, he deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. I He's been a top me, six. Me and Tom, were, regardless. we were talking before if he could make it or not because he's missed a few games. But when you look at the running backs, I think he is very deserving. Uh, yeah, I think the fact that he's like sixth in rushing yards and he's missed all that time, yeah, deserving 100%. All right, Tom, back-to-back. But back-to-backs, um, I'm going to pick somebody here. He's second in all-purpose yards and I think first in running back all-purpose yards since like week nine. He's a big reason this Bills resurgence has, is the way it is. Give me James Cook um, on an absolute scorcher right now to end the fantasy season, so looking like could be a league winner. And then my second pick, I'm going to pick Raheem Mostert. He has more touchdowns this year than the rest of his years combined, um, and which <laughs> is nuts. Wild. And people kept saying when A-Chain comes back that he's going to take a backseat to, to A-Chain, and that has not happened at all. So shout out Mostert for keeping his starting job, and uh, I'll take him for my fourth pick dude the running back position is so weird this year like tony pollard seventh in rushing yards it doesn't feel like that no, yeah it feels like he's had an but awful year it's also crazy that all these guys are averaging like under 100 yards a game everybody besides mccaffrey um running back position ain't what it used to be i'm gonna go travis Etienne. um i feel like yeah. he had a really good middle part of the season but i think he's been a huge part of this jaguars offense uh he's been playing through injuries um i know he's maybe not as a receiver as some of these other guys like rashad white or maybe uh like a Brees hall or alvin kamara but i think Etienne is deserving of the pro bowl now I, i'm not sure if it's his first pro bowl appearance but either way i think he should get in yeah, so the last pick here, uh, easy no brainer. Obviously, it's Brees Hall. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's not it's not Brees Hall. Um, I'm tempted to do Rashad White, but like I've watched enough of him to think that I don't think he should make the Pro Bowl. Like his numbers are good, but to me, he doesn't seem like a Pro Bowler. 
This might be kind of surprising. I'm Jameer Gibbs here to be our sixth running back. I, I was gonna say yeah. I think Gibbs is Gibbs is a, is a good is a good pick here. He's got a decent amount of touchdowns. His every time he touches the ball, he gets a significant amount of yards. So I think I think he's deserving of it. And again, it's just one of those things like Tony Pollard's here, Derrick Henry's here, Josh Jacobs is here, Mixon's here, who we talked about earlier. Like there's so many running backs, but they're all in that same tier. Like none of us even brought up like Saquon or Kamara or anyone like that so there's just so many in this mid-tier that once you get to like four five and six it's kind of tough yeah um so yeah there'll definitely be some maybe snubs but honestly i feel like if you're snubbed as a running back in the pro bowl you probably didn't even deserve to make it because the running back <laughs> position has been kind of down this year so i'll point receivers uh so i'll go first tom you'll go second dom you'll go third um no brainer do i want to give a no-brainer or do I want to be like, you know what? I think this guy should make it. Um, yeah, I'm taking it if you don't, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, just, well, I'll put Tyreek Hill in the uh, Pro Bowl. Why not? He's, I think he's pretty good this year. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, I guess, see, I want I want to take my guy here. Um, I know I know Don will probably get him in the back-to-back, so I'm, I'm taking my guy. Give me Amon Ross St. Brown as the, as the second pick here. I want to make sure that I get to be able to pick him. Um, you missed a game, and he's still sixth in yards and i think with based on his average he would be ahead of keenan allen and ahead of puka so he'd be fourth with uh with seven touchdowns as well so right there with aj brown and keenan allen um fantastic year he's having shout out to Monroe st brown and big reason this line's offense is so good all right down back to yeah back. i think my two picks are easy i'm actually i'm interested to see how you guys finish it up though because i think there's a lot of guys so with the third and fourth pick, I'm keeping it simple. I'm taking C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown. Yep. They've both been playing great this year. They're both obviously top three in yards, and I think top ten in catches maybe, if I'm looking at it right. Decent amount of touchdowns, two great offenses overall, so give me them in the Pro Bowl. All right, Tom. make that. I, I wonder who you're going to pick here. So I think like obviously Keenan Allen's the pick here, but like, him, he, I think he's gonna be shut down for the year. Like, is this, is he gonna make, still make it if he plays thirteen games? I think you should I just pick it off if like everybody was healthy. Like, don't. I, I think don't he'll think. also make it, and then they'll just do the replacement after the fact. Fair enough. All right, so so we'll leave him off. But I'm gonna go Puka, ste- um, stepping in as a rookie with uh, I think he was a fifth rounder, fourth rounder, and when Cooper Cup was hurt, just filled the role fantastically and allowed McVay to still use his playbook at least somewhat the way he wanted to and and one of the best rookie years ever so give me give me puka at the fifth pick fifth pick am i allowed to take keenan allen you yeah can you if can. you want but they're probably okay. just gonna I, replace I'm him i'm giving it i'm giving it to keenan allen makes my decision easier it was gonna be tough between uh I mean, he Chase or, yeah i think i was gonna give dj Moore my pick if it wasn't keenan allen um because i think dj Moore is like i don't yeah. know that it's been a mess in chicago they had such a terrible start but i think he's had a really consistent year or i have i was I have gonna get maybe mike guy. evans Ooh, okay. I was thinking even another guy. Um, Hmm. Can I guess who it is? Yeah, try to guess it because I want to pull up uh, the stats. Uh, It's between two. Were you going to say Debo Samuel? I was going to say Debo because his effect on this offense has kind of been crazy this year. And I'm trying to pull up his rushing stats because they're not listed there. He's had – okay, he's only had 170 yards on the ground, but he hasn't five touchdowns, which I think they already – in there so yeah he's got 11 total touchdowns i don't know like i think his his uh role on their offense like might boost him up but we just named six guys ahead of him and maybe maybe even a few others like it's tough that he might be a snub this year 
Yeah. I do wonder if Puka's going to get in, but I feel like he will. Um, but yeah, there'll be replacements. Obviously, if you're going to the Super Bowl, they're going to replace those guys, and there's most likely going to be at least one receiver here that's going to the Super Bowl. So um, that should get replaced. I'm sorry, fullbacks. Probably won't be doing you. Um, there's It's funny because there's what? You get six there's only votes. There's only a few. <laughs> there's only just 10 here. Um, and one of them has... <laughs> Dude, none of these guys have any yards either. Um, basically, this year, shout out to guy, uh, two touchdowns. The Jets guy Bowden. That's the guy they just cut. Oh, they just and, cut. Uh, they just put him back on their practice squad. So yeah, I saw that. Uh, they should put Beck in the game too, just for the uh, the kickoff return. Yeah. yeah, Texans guy. I think. I mean, that might get him in. So we'll do tight ends. Uh, we got six of them here. I don't, I don't think it's been like a down for the like year for the position, but no, it's I like f- you feel like it's it been is an up year. I think. I think it's been an up year. Yeah, just I think Kelsey's there's been a lot more consistency. Everyone thinks the down year overall, but like everyone else is playing really well. Yeah, I think for the tight ends too, and we're getting like solid play out of the rookies, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. And like that never happens. Uh, so Tom, you're going to lead us off here. I'm going to lead us off here, and Kelsey's the square pick, and I'm going to go completely out of the ordinary. Give me Trey McBride. I don't care. I want Trey McBride in this Pro Bowl. Fantastic second half of the year. Rookie, one of the best like in terms of advanced stats ever. I know that he's not going to be first in voting. I'm well aware of that, but... I love Trey McBride, and let's 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 put him in in this one one slot. Show him some love. Um, I like it. I think he should make it. Uh, he's gonna continue to ball out with Murray back. I'm taking somebody that's carried me to uh, against Tom here in the fantasy playoffs. I'm upset I had to buy last week when he had three touchdowns, but I'm going Mr. Rookie Sam Laporta. Always draft. Um, Iowa tight ends. Dude's a beast. I was gonna take Laporta if you <laughs> didn't. So, um, I mean, I think the tight ends. I don't think it's too crazy. Kelsey still has 85 catches, so I'll take him. And I'll take Hawk also. 90 catches for... Would we say he's been the number one target for the Vikings this season? Like, yeah. obviously, Jefferson missed so much time, and I don't feel like no, Addison... Yeah, I, I'd say Hawkinson. So, yeah, like, his his role on that team. So, give me the two of them. I think tight ends... Uh, I'll see how you guys finish it, but I think there's two obvious picks left. Shout out Iowa tight ends, man. We just had Laporta, Hawkinson, George Kittle. Welcome to the Pro Bowl. So, Tom, last decision. Who are you going to pick? Uh, I am going to go. I think it can go. It can go one of two ways here. I'm going to go. The, I'm going to. I'm going to ride the hot hand right now. Give me Ooh, David and Joku. Wow. The Ingram fantastic snuck. last few games he's had, and I'm. I could pick Evan Ingram, and I could have picked Jake Ferguson too, or I could have picked my guy Kyle Pitts. But uh, <laughs> let's uh, let, let, let's stick it with Njoku here and help an Joe Flacco on that Browns offense, helping him keep keep afloat. What was your Evan reasoning Ingram for eight? I was just yeah, gonna say eighty eight catches, like uh, what yeah. is that second? And he's got more touchdowns than McBride, uh, more yards, more receptions. <laughs> I think we got some Giants bias here. Maybe he's still mad about the pick. <laughs> no, ten no, years no, ago. I, no. I, well, it's biased, but it's not anti Evan Ingram. It's pro David Njoku. I love David Njoku. <laughs> That's fine. He's been a beast. All right, so we'll give it to Joe. This is a pool, This is a popularity stopped. contest. This, this is, this is not. We're not reporters having all pro votes here. We're just having fun. So, do you guys want to do defense, or do you want to just stick with mm-hmm. scope position? You want to do like edge rushers and like, yeah, let's maybe, do like you want to do like D end right. uh, inside line, D end outside linebacker, and like corner, just like you know, like to like edges and corners. Sounds good. Um, so we'll hop right, to cool. D ends. Um, I think who's first for this one? Don. Well, I started first, off now, right? No, you just you just started off the last one. Okay. Um, so, so I think Dom your first year. I have back to back. I'll go first. Um, I first want to say, at what point is TJ Watt officially going to be a D end and not an outside linebacker? Like I, I don't know why he's always listed as an outside linebacker. He dropped him the coverage like... and picked off Daniel Jones on Week One Monday Night Football in 2020. <laughs> so he's probably going to stick by that. 
Like, I feel like I obviously don't watch as many Steelers games as you, Matt, but does he drop into coverage more than I'm aware of? Like, I don't yeah, understand Yeah, he it. does. It's it's way more than he should. Um, But I feel like it's it can't be more than, like, five to ten plays a game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just always weird when you see, like, DNs and he's not listed there. Um, I know. So, the first pick, though, dude's having an insane season. Give me Max Crosby first. I want him on this team. Love it. Um, So, Tom, you're up next. I have back-to-back picks here. Give me Miles Garrett. Make it easy. Uh, give me somebody that's been, oh, who do I, well, I got back-to-back picks. Um, okay. I know who I'm going with. I'm going with Montrose Sweat, who's actually looking like a great decision by the Bears to trade for him and then extend him. I think it definitely caught some criticism at the time, but 12 and a half sacks. Dude's been balling and helping out that Bears D since he got traded. And then we take Trey Hendrickson. I mean, leading, um, all the ends and sacks with 15, um, kind of carrying that Bengals front seven there. And, uh, they've had plenty of injuries, but he's been a beast. So, um, yeah, we got Garrett, Crosby, Hendrickson, and Montrose Sweat. Gotcha. Um, all right, so I'm I'm gonna go there's a couple guys who I think are a little easier picks to make here. But after the slow start he had, uh give me Nick Bosa. He had like a very like I think he didn't have any sacks since like until week three or four. I think when he played the Giants that he had two of them that game. But um he now he's ten and a half and he is sitting at the seventh spot in the DNs and sacks with two forced fumbles to go along with it which is right up there with Miles Garrett with four and Montez Sweat with three. And no one else is more after that of like the double-digit sack guy. So give me Nick Bosa, anchor of the, ST, the defense of the best team in football. All right, finish of all, Dom. Yeah, so I'm going to be honest. Doing this Pro Bowl, you, I'm learning about some new guys I've never heard of before in my entire life. Um, I'm going to have Samson Bukum making the Pro Bowl out of the Colts. He has nine and a half sacks this year, which is – uh, the same amount he's had the past two seasons. So he's having a career year for the Colts. He's got three forced fumbles, which is more than a lot of the guys here. And he's got a decent amount of tackles. So he's still he's still contributing um, more than just like pass rushing. So I do like that. I'll have him make the Pro Bowl, be honest. Did not really know who he was before this, but he seems to, seems to be having a pretty good year. So uh, I'll reward him. Dude, uh, he was a beast in Madden 22. He would always be a free agent like super early. And that's how I learned of him, basically, um, as like an edge rusher. But yeah, remember when like Aiden Hutchinson was like making a play for potential depoy, and he is just like yeah, only six and a half sacks still. Completely went quiet. Uh, yeah. He uh, who do they say he runs like Wario or something like that? Yeah, Dude, he runs like a goof goofball. Um, so we'll do outside linebackers next. Um, and I would be going first, I believe here. So. Yeah, um, first and last, easy pick for me, TJ Watt. You're going to the Pro Bowl. Obviously a biased pick, but I also think a deserving pick as well. So I filled this out ahead of time, and I just want to let you guys know, I picked six guys, and I actually didn't have Micah Parsons as one of them. So <laughs> I will – I'm a little interested to see how this uh, how this finishes off. So obviously TJ Watt, I think he'll win DPOY in my opinion. Great pick by Matt there. You think he's going to win um, it? I think he'll win it. He's got Dude, more sacks. He's literally in sacks. And that's like, I feel like Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is like that first depoy like narrative right now. And I feel like he's going to Yeah, but it. I think Miles Garrett also only has like 25 tackles or something. Like, I don't know how you can win defensive player of the year with that little tackles. I understand it's because they're not like running at him and stuff. Mm-hmm. But still, that's that's just an insanely low number in my opinion. Um, so I do think TJ Watt will win depoy. Um, I hope so. For my pick here... I'll keep it easy. Daniel Hunter has been playing very well this season. He's right behind Watt in sacks, great amount of forced fumbles, and he's got almost double the tackles as Miles Garrett. So if we're saying Miles Garrett, 
could win deep uh defensive player of the year i think daniel hunter also should be right up there in that conversation so i'm taking him second i like it fair point so my back-to-back picks here i'm gonna take one of them should be fairly evident but i'm gonna i'm gonna take josh allen with my first one he had a real breakout year this year um somebody who was on the giants radar in 2019 in that draft and was a good edge rusher coming out of kentucky and they took our 160 million dollar quarterback with that uh that pick but whatever let's uh go with josh allen and then since we're talking about the giants give me cave on yep. uh second year breakout Bro. fantastic year this might be giants bias but he is a menace on the pass rush this year with three force fumbles to go with it and he makes plays in big moments he has late game sacks late game force fumbles so let's go with cave on Dude, I like that okay. pick. All right, well, this is going to be a mess. All right, Dom, who do you got? So I still have the two guys left that I also had on my ballot. And I feel like you're not going to take one of the guys, so I feel like I have to nominate him here then. Don't want to do it. You know, Dude, I'll do please, it. T- please take two. Okay, go. I I don't know. I don't know if we're on the same page here. Because I'm about to I'm snub thinking- somebody, and I need you to not sub one of them because then I'm going to feel really bad about snubbing him. Okay. I'm going to take Bradley Chubb because I want him to make the Pro Bowl. He has nine and a half sacks. He's got six forced fumbles, which is an insane amount. He was my sixth member on my ballot, and I want to make sure he makes his Pro Bowl. So I'm going to make you make the hard decision now between the two guys. Why do you like Bradley Chubb? He's got nine and a half sacks. He's got six forced fumbles. That is an insane number. And the Dolphins' defense this year has been, I think, uh, by the numbers, at least top five or top ten. So I think they should get rewarded for that. Why didn't you take Khalil Mack? He he was number five on my ballot, but I I knew if I took Khalil Mack, you would not take Bradley Chubb. I Khalil Mack stats are they're, they're one game inflated. He only he has did. fifteen he sacks. He did have one game. Yeah, and he has six in right. one game. Well, I'm not taking Khalil Mack or Micah Parsons. I'm taking Asad oh. Reddick, Temple made bias pick. We're getting him in the Pro <laughs> okay. Bowl. So That's it's extreme bias. Two guys here, okay. <laughs> it's extreme bias. Yep. I was thinking Alex Highsmith, but now I was going to settle for the Temple guy. Hassan oh, Reddick. I don't even welcome see to the Pro Bowl here, dude. Highsmith is third row six sacks oh. definitely is not deserving um but yeah Khalil Mack deserves it over Reddick I'm just being biased here um so we'll hop to cornerbacks to wrap this off um I just went first so I think Tom you're back at the start here over corners um I Deron Bland is so easy to take here because he has doubled the interception everybody else but I'm gonna take somebody who in this in this in this list you gotta scroll all the way down to get give me Sauce Gardner he is absolute clamps this year and people are just are not even remote, I saw a stat where he's, he's his rate of being targeted is extremely low uh, to where it's like people are borderline like just avoiding him. And the Jets defense is fantastic. He's the best player on the best defense, so or one of the best defenses. And uh, give me sauce. All right, I think I'm up here, right, Dom? Yeah, I think so. Maybe I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. Okay. Um, do I want to take him? I'll take Deron Bland. I mean, the amount of pick sixes he has, he should make it to the Pro Bowl. So um, someone's going to nominate him. I might as well do it. Uh, I hope you take one guy here because I think one guy I'd love to put in there, but we'll see. Um, Touchdown so, Puga, yeah. by the way, Matt. I, yeah, I was waiting. <sighs> I, was watching, I was watching the updates. I was going to wait uh, to see the live reaction. Uh, how no, bad? Yeah, like I'm, how many I'm, yards? Usually my phone's on. I'm, usually my phone's uh, on doing two. a disturb during this, but not this time. Fourth and goal from the two they scored, so. Brutal. Uh, and um, Derek Carr, three for four, three, three receptions by Chris Olave. It's the Chris Olave game. Get ready for it. Um, I'm just scrolling through these cornerbacks. Every single person on this list has a picture, except if you go all the way to the bottom, 
S. Thomas on the Arizona Cardinals has no picture. Now, I'll be honest, not really sure who he is. And I know the Cardinals' defense is very bad, so the disrespect that he doesn't even get a picture when he has zero chance of even making the Pro Bowl is just disrespectful. Just let the man have a picture. Um, so obviously, yeah, Bland, I think, should have went first. But uh, I understand Tom's reasoning because Sauce Gardner has just been so locked down. I'm going to take a guy that we talked about at the trade deadline. I'm going to take Jalen Johnson from the Bears. He has been very good this season and specifically the past like month. So I think he'll get rewarded with the Pro Bowl. And then after that, it's tough because you do have to think about it in the logic where sometimes no stats are good stats. Like Sauce Gardner has no interceptions this year, but nobody's saying he's a bad corner. It's because they like just don't throw at him and stuff like that. Um, so I'm actually going to go kind of... Like, I don't know if this is like off the rails a little bit, but I'm going to take McMillan from the Broncos. He's got two picks. He also has two sacks and two forced fumbles, so he does a little bit of everything. Um, I think that that does help him because when you look at a lot of guys, they don't do too much, but I think that he helps all around in that defense, so I'm going to take McMillan. All right, I was not expecting that. Um, I was going to take one guy, but I feel bad if like nobody takes Patrick Sertan because I think he's been one of the best corners in the league this year. But I won't do that because I want to give some love to Brian Branch. I have no idea how he was a second-round pick still. He's been a beast for the Detroit Lions. Um, you could play him in the nickel. You could play him in safety. You could play him in the corner. The dude is a beast. Um, I don't know how he went in the second round. I would have loved if the Steelers ended up taking him um, at any point in the draft, but they didn't end up doing so. But I do think he deserves to make the Pro Bowl in his rookie season. You could also give it to another rookie as well. I wonder if Tom's going to go with him with the final pick. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Patrick Sertan definitely de- deserves some love there. I was surprised by your selection, uh, Dom, there. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna show some love to the uh, the 2022 draft again. Give me give me Derek Stingley after a tough rookie year with a lot mm. of bumps in the road, I guess, with injuries and with the Texans being just awful. Um, he's really had a great second half of this year. And although I probably think I don't think he gets in, but I I, I do really like I loved him coming out of college. He was a true freshman starting that on that LSU team that won the championship. Yeah. So he kind of fell you know under the uh, the radar a bit, and I think he sat out last year in college so obviously he went third overall so it's still a very highly touted prospect but give me Derek Stanley for my last spot here there we while, go while we talk about corners what do we think about Jalen Ramsey because like he missed the time so like do we think he still has a chance because he has been very good for them he's been great he's played enough to make it I don't think he's played enough he missed he missed like what eight games seven games uh, he came back. I don't remember. The Raiders game was the, the first Raiders game? game I went to though. He had an insane interception, which was pretty dope. So that was his first game back, right? Or I think, I think so. he had two picks that game because he had the one where yeah, he fell on the ball in the end zone and knocked the, and the end zone. And then like he was hurt. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think he could get in for sure. I think there's a possibility. He's seven games uh, this year. Popular. That's mm. nah, tough. I mean, he's gonna finish, finish with, what, with ten. 10? Yeah. yeah. He's missed. No, he's so he's missed. I guess he missed seven games. Seven. Yeah. All right, so yeah, pretty much our Pro Bowl picks. I feel like biggest snubs definitely. Um, we snubbed uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, we snubbed uh, Michael Michael Parsons, Khalil Khalil Mack, Mack. Um, and we probably snubbed a bunch of corners as well. But uh, yeah, we hope you guys did enjoy our um, week. What is this now? 16 preview. Um, If you guys did enjoy on YouTube, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up, letting us know in the comments what you guys think. Um, And I hope you enjoyed our Pro Bowl uh, ballot filling filling out that ballot as well. And if you guys are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd also appreciate a rating and review over there as well. So like always, we will catch you guys in the week 16 reaction. Hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays, and we'll see you guys there. Peace.